Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You're listening to the Cross Kingdom Sermon of the Week. We hope you enjoy this message from Justin Carpenter. Half the church disappear into the other building. <sighs> so, y'all ready? I've already got the sighing anointing, huh? Here we go. Okay. So y'all see Deanna's uh, art over there? Don't anyone try to lay claim to it. I already told her when she started that one was mine. Just saying. But it's an amazing piece, right? Interestingly enough, she said the Lord woke her up about an hour before her alarm. Um, I slept way past my alarm and got here late and still didn't know what I was going to talk on. Anywho, y'all are okay. Um, and she started looking up about the eagle. And she specifically Googled, what do eagles do when they face a storm? You ready for this? Fearlessly, the eagle would fly into the fierce winds using the storm current to rise higher quickly. Are you, are you hearing this? The pressure of the storm is used to help them glide without using their energy. As their wings' unique design allows them to lock in a fixed position amid the violent winds. They, 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 they rise above, eagles rise above the storm. They use the storm to go higher. The storm doesn't crush the eagle. The, the storm actually is used to get him or her into a higher place. Listen, we, we've been in plenty of storms in our nation. We're in a storm right now. If, if everyone knew what was going on behind the scenes and the government and all of this stuff, we, there is absolutely a war. 
But you were created for this moment, this hour. You were created for such a time as this. Um, Some years ago, I had a dream with Bill Johnson in it. I was trying to find it in my phone earlier, and I'll have to go back and look. But in this dream, I, I, I come into this dream, and there's this big house, and then there's smaller houses on each side. And all of a sudden, Bill Johnson comes out of the main house. And I, I said, Bill, when did you get here? And he goes, oh, I've been here for a while. And then I looked around and I saw these smaller houses with young people around. And then the dream ended. And I knew when I woke up from that dream that the Lord was saying that what he was doing, how he was moving with the kingdom and pouring out at Bethel, he wanted to do in this region. And he'd been here for a while waiting. Well, fast forward, and <clears throat> I guess, oh, maybe Thursday night, um, I had this dream. And in this dream, Chris Valentin was in this dream. And, I, and, I'm, and I'm talking to Chris. Now, what's interesting, I've had this dream before, and there wasn't interaction. I actually invited him to come in a dream, and he just looked at me and didn't answer me. Well, this time, I'm interacting and talking with him, and I said, hey, you know, Bill comes and hunts like every November, you know, maybe you just come at the same time, and, and, uh, and then you can go hunting. And he looks at me, and he says, I'm coming August 10th. I'm bringing all of my stuff with me, because I just might stay. So, obviously... He's not literally moving here. You all understand that, right? But it's what he represents. And I believe with all my heart, we're going to see an explosion of the prophetic. I I believe that we're going to see an explosion of the apostolic. With with us being called to be an apostolic hub, the the Lord is on the move. Things are shifting. I, I begin to dream... Like I haven't dreamed in a long time. <clears throat> One of the words for dream means to grow strong. Did you know that? So when you have God dreams, that you strengthen in your spirit. And that's, this week, that's what I begin to feel. I begin to feel a strength coming back. I begin to feel like I was soaring higher as an eagle again. And... Regardless of the storms you're going through, allow that storm to take you higher. Allow, allow the winds. Don't fight the wind. Use the wind. And, and allow your wings to take you up and get a better view above the storm. You know, sometimes we can get so focused on a problem, a trial a temptation, we can get so laser focused on something that, that we can't see the big picture. I, I'd had a dream some years ago, I've shared this a couple of times, but I, I was in church, a, a church I used to go to, we drove up, it was on a, on a hill, we went in there, and all of a sudden, Lisa and the kids and I are sitting on a couch in the corner, and we're watching this 
t- this television, right? This old TV, and they and it had these old school knobs. You know, like the old tubes that they start going out. You'd hit it to like get the screen to come back. That's what I had as a kid, right? I'd hit that thing and it, it tighten up HD, right? Well, not quite, but and I I'm looking at this man preaching on the stage, and all of a sudden I become aware that the entire congregation is behind me. So I'm convinced that we are blocking all of their view. But as I look over to my left, I see the stage and I actually see what was on the little TV right there. Everyone else is looking at the actual minister on the stage. And I wake up and I go, Lord, what in the world does that dream mean? He goes, you're not looking at the big picture. And so we can get lost in the details. We can, in fact, we can begin to get expectations because we've so focused on details and then those details don't work out in your destiny the way you thought they should and then you get upset, you get bitter. You need to hold loosely to what the Lord's spoken over your life. Hold loosely to how it's going to be accomplished. I don't know a single person who's been walking in their destiny that said, man, I saw this whole thing, no problem. No, he's never going to remove your need for faith, period. But when you get into this revelatory arena and we get all excited about getting words from the Lord and all this, we like, we want this word so detailed that it's not going to take faith. Sorry, not going to happen. Abraham believed God, and it was accredited to him as what? Righteousness. He's kind of the father of, you know, faith. And without faith, it's impossible to please him. So the Lord is not going to change his mind about you needing faith. I, I was telling someone recently that expectations are because of rejection. Follow me. Are you, are you, are you tracking with me? We put expectations on people kind of like feelers. And if you meet the expectations that I have set for you, then I'm going to lower the drawbridge and allow you to be in relationship and and have fellowship with me. But if you don't meet those expectations, then I'm going to get offended. Because of what? It's the fear of rejection. What do you think perfectionism is? If I do it perfect, then nobody can say anything. And if nobody can say anything, then I don't feel rejection from them. All of these beautiful things that we build in our lives to actually keep us from what we were designed for. You know, Kerrville went over 29 years without a church. Who knew that? When Kerrville was established, in fact, Kerrville, um, there was a man, something uh, Burroughs, he owned a, um, it wasn't cedar shingles, it was actually um, cypress shingles. They came in early in Kerrville, and the Apaches drove them out. They came back in, this would be roughly the 900 block of Water Street, and they ended up staying. Well, he was friends with a guy named, um, I think it's James Kerr Kersville, and they renamed the city Kersville. And it had an S in it, and later the S was dropped. Now, what's interesting about this, um, I think I'm going someplace with this, is that over 29 years there was no church. The only thing we had in our region 
were circuit riders and camp meetings. The reason why was secretarianism, which we might call like denominationalism, division, territorialism, was so intense that there were no churches here yet. So a Presbyterian lady here in Kerrville began to go around to all the houses and raised money, and they built the Union Church, which was the very first church built over there by, you know that little white church that's by Shriner University? That was the very first church, and it cost $190 to build. Lord, I wish we could build for $190. (laughs) Woo! (laughs) And uh, I can't take a teaspoon of dirt for $190. Um, Anyways, realtors, where are they at? Oh, there's one in the back, Troy. Anyways, what was interesting, I was reading all this this week because um, that is a huge stronghold over our region. It's, It's one of the things that's killing true oneness or unity in the body of Christ. And, it's, and it was there from the beginning, from the birthing of Kerrville. Interestingly enough, there were four churches that met in the Union Church in 1885 on Christmas Eve. It was a Presbyterian church, a Baptist church, a something other church, and a um, United Methodist church. And they shared the building. Each, each church got one week. They all met together in the beginning, but then they segregated and met separately until they got enough funds. They eventually, all of them built their own churches, and one church stayed in there. So you have to know the spiritual DNA of a region. You understand that, right? Because what was before us is going to influence us until it's dealt with. And that's why we, as uh, doing intercession and prayer then we can actually stand in the gap on behalf of the people and do identificational prayer and repentance to wash those resistance away. I don't think we have a single clue, honestly, what this region is going to look like in 10 years. We keep, we keep meeting people. I just spent time with an actor last night talking with him that he was an actor for Nickelodeon. He's thinking about moving here. Uh, there were several other people that we talked with last night that are thinking about moving here. I got to hang out last night with a priest who was a part of a group of ministers that actually flushed the White House before Trump came in. That, like, that I'm telling you, when, when I say that this is an apostolic cub, the Lord is bringing people, not just from religion, but he's, being, he's bringing people from the marketplace. There, there's a movement starting right now that there's a group of people that want to pull all the good stuff out of Hollywood from each coast and land it in the hill country. Like things are, there are amazing things happening behind the scenes. And right now the Lord is, it's like he's taking chest pieces and he's putting them into play. But I want to tell you the number one thing that we have to watch out for is division. We, ha- we have to watch out for the spirit of offense. I- I've had people in the last, next month will be five years old. Still a baby, but it's been a ride. I wasn't as gray five years ago. I'll stop. Anyways, um, 
but like people would come up from time to time and tell my wife, I don't think your husband likes me. And I'm like, that is, that is like so not true. But they were feeling rejection and they, and they had a perception that I didn't like them, which was absolutely not true. And those are the, it's, it, Scripture says it's the, the foxes, the little foxes that spoil the vine, right? And when God begins to move and pour out a spirit, it, he, he always initiates it. We're called to steward it. And every move of God has ended with man. Man got in the way. Do you realize when, during the days of the tent revivals, they used to measure their tents to see whose tent was bigger? You, is that kingdom? This, this is the stuff that we have to, be a, uh, to guard our hearts from. But I want to say something. In 2001, Rich wrote a book called Prophetic Evangelism, Reaping the Final Harvest. He's editing the book right now, Right? He's editing the book and he's going to release it again. We are about to see an explosion of the prophetic and evangelism come together. We, we have seen the tip of the iceberg of what the Lord wants to do. For those of you that go, what in the world is prophetic evangelism? It's literally doing evangelism like Jesus did. Using the gifts. Think about this. Wouldn't it be really cool if you get a word of knowledge about somebody and you, and you come up to them and you give them that word of knowledge and all of a sudden now that word of knowledge just spiked faith in them to actually hear about their life, what God has for them. That's exactly what happened with me last night. I got a word of knowledge for this dude that was an actor, Nickelodeon, and I began to tell him what I saw around him. He goes, are you clairvoyant? I'm like, not exactly. Sometimes I'm like, get asked if I'm a psychic, but no, not that either. And it, but what it did was it literally sparked a conversation that lasted over an hour about spirituality. Like, it's that simple, y'all. And we, we have, am I making sense? We, we have so segregated so many things in our spiritual life and we think, well, I don't have this gift, so I can never see that happen. Hogwash. She heard me say hogwash on, she goes, oh, that's the hogwash pastor. And so that was just for you. But think about this. Jesus said he only did what his father showed him, right? So guess what? When someone's in front of you, if they need physical healing, it doesn't matter if you have a gift of healing. You can partner with the Holy Spirit and see them healed. Yeah. I, I, I prayed for a lady yesterday at, at this meeting in Fredericksburg. And I said, let me pray for you. Because uh, she was like, oh, I just got on this new medication. My pain's a lot lower now. I'm like, great, but are you still in pain? And she's like, yes. I said, okay, let me pray. And I pray for her. I go, check it. Well, it's a little better, but it's okay. It's never going to go away. I said, stop. Like, I was like, don't say that. Don't think that. Jesus prayed twice for a blind man. Can I pray again? And she's like, okay. So I pray again. And then I just love on her, right? And I tell her, look, I see people get instantly healed. Why? How can I say that with confidence? Because it's Jesus stretching his arm out through me, not me. I'm telling you, God 
wants you to take a risk. He wants you to get off your blessed assurance, out of your safety bubble, and he wants you to start charging hell. The reason you have the gifts is not to stay huddled up in a holy huddle and just minister to each other and make, oh man, you're, you're so bright, I'm so bright. Aren't we bright? Man, we're light. No, light and salt. We're supposed to be in culture, being the light, being the salt. And you don't have to go around, I'm bright, I'm light, I'm light. Do you see my light? I'm light. No, it's your nature. You radiate light. Do you get that? Like you're, if you're a new creation in Christ, everything's new. You radiate light. He's the father of lights. This is why you can go into a room and shift things by simply walking in there because light has entered the room. And you don't have to be worried about how many demons are in the room and what's in charge of this. What Go in there and this little light of mine. It's not little. You don't get a junior Holy Spirit. He said he was going to pour out a spirit on all flesh. And Jesus said, greater things than this you'll do because I go to the Father. It's time that we do Isaiah 60. Arise and shine. Arise and shine. God's calling us out in this hour to, to take a stand, to have a voice. This priest that I was talking to last night, he's had to literally hide and take cover because people from certain places believed he was responsible for shifting policy, uh, policy with Trump towards Israel's favor. And so he's had death threats. He has, been, he has been persecuted big time. And the, and the guy, you know, obviously we had some theological differences, but he's literally embraced the sufferings of Christ. Like, it's happening, y'all, right here in our backyard. Things are starting to happen. It, it's starting to cost us something more than just simply... Oh, they said they don't like my church. They say we're COVID spreaders because we were, we were open and we believe Jesus heals. Sorry. Okay, let me try over here. Um, y'all, that was a test run. That was a test run. And if we fold now... Where's your faith at right now? You should be so stinking excited you can barely sit down with what the Lord's doing right now. Look, Rich is starting to do a dance. Um, um, (laughs) Do you understand that he is inside of you and he wants out? He wants out. What if we don't share Jesus because we're not that in love with him? I have a question for you married couples and you that are dating. 
married couples, if it's not that fiery right now in the marriage, remember the, the, the former days. The beginning when it all, when you had butterflies and you couldn't stop thinking about each other at night. You, you, would, t- you would tell everyone about your love, wouldn't you? Do you have that fire for the Lord? Are you thinking in, in eternal with the mind of Christ? Are you thinking in heavenly ways and not earthly? Do you realize the people you're going by may have no clue truly who Jesus is? I... Um, I had the privilege of, of ministering to somebody this week and they weren't, they weren't quite sure if, if they really had a moment when they had given their life to the Lord. And so we nailed it down and this, this person made assurance that they, got, that they knew the Lord. Listen, that salvation is the greatest miracle of all. And I, I think that we can tend to, you know, we start talking about revival and the crowd starts roaring and getting real high and excited, right? But then all of a sudden when we start talking about evangelism, the roar is not as loud. People, oh boy, what, what oh, and then, but you start talking about revival, and whoo! Then we start talking about discipleship or reaching out, talking to others, getting uncomfortable. And all of a sudden, we're not as excited. Can I tell you that if the name of Jesus is not as exciting to you as the word revival, you have an idol. I mean that in the nicest, most pastoral way possible. But we have to allow the Lord to crush our idols in this hour so that we can return to our first love. You don't need a gift. You don't need to be in the office of an evangelist to preach the gospel. The Great Commission was a commandment, not a suggestion. Right? And we actually see the Great Commission fulfilled when we have the apostolic and the prophetic working with the other offices. It's for the equipping of the saints for the work of the ministry, right? It's not equipping the pastor to do the work of the ministry. (laughs) It's to equip the saints. Are you equipped? Do you feel equipped? Where do you don't? What part of your life right now do you not feel equipped? Seriously. If you don't feel adequate in an area, guess what? I promise you, there's some way you can plug in and get equipped. Yeah, and and sometimes obedience has nothing to do with your feeling. Jesus said, if you love me, you'll obey my commandments, right? You may, not, you may have lead poisoning. You don't feel led to do that. 
easy. So, I want to do something. Y'all stand up. We're going to have a little fun. All right? As we close this. Um... Who has never, like, been out and about living life and gotten a word for someone and actually stepped out and given them that word? Who's, who's brave enough to raise their hand? Will you come down here? Come on. What's, you want to come over here? Come on. We're going to do some equipping of the saints. So, here's what you're going to do. You're going to say, Jesus. Right now. Oh, absolutely. Right now. You're going to say, Jesus. Jesus. What do you want to say? What do you want to say? And I want you to look through this room and see who the Lord highlights to you. And then... Tell them what the Lord gave you. Colleen is shrieking back very quickly. Thank you for listening. For more messages and other resources, please subscribe to this podcast or go to our website at www.crosskingdom.org.